Social Media Serenity, episode number 17. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. And we are here this week to help you find a little serenity in your life when it comes to social media. I just love playing with those little jingly things here in the studio. Yeah. (laughs) Eric, what's going on with you, my friend? Nothing, man. Uh, Well, I would say that as far as social media goes right now, it's all about the practicality and the relationships. And Um, what what leads you to that conclusion? Well, I mean, since I mean, we this we usually record on Thursdays, but last two episodes we'd done on Saturday. So obviously not as much time has gone past um, since last Saturday. It's now Thursday again, uh, at least when we're recording this live. And uh, you you mentioned this is not in the show notes, but you mentioned that uh, playing poker on the iPhone and and it's also connected through Facebook and everything. And man, you got me hooked. <laughs> but what's fun is to see that you can play with like lo- people you know, yeah. and you're playing it live. And so I, I just keep whipping that thing out and playing a couple hands of poker, and uh, I got to stop. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> yeah, you do. You have to. You have to be careful. I mean. It, I, that is that was one of my concerns. It's like, do I really uh, promote this this addictive game? But you know, hopefully, people will come to to the point where they can kind of have a little self discipline there. Uh, but yeah, it is a lot of fun, though, isn't it? Yeah, you and I, we, I haven't seen you come on board when I was on board yet, though. No, that, not at the same time. I did get a push notice though that you had invited yeah. me. Yeah, feel was, feel free to ignore those and see I'm glad. See that my friend, that right there what you just said is social media serenity because you got a push notification that says, "Hey, Cliff's playing poker. He went he's inviting you to join him. Click here to join." And you chose to ignore that, which I think is awesome. That to me is the that is what social media serenity is all about. Yes. So it's, it's not letting it take over your life, but letting it uh, let's say augment or uh, add to your your relationships. Right now, it, this is great. Um, Amanda from Michigan says, "Okay, what is a push notice?" And uh, Eric, I'll, I'll give you a stab at that one. You want to try to explain that to our audience who may or may not uh, have an iPhone? Okay. Well, let's see. I'm uh, as in terms of an iPhone user, push notification is when. Let's say you, for example, for me, I'm, I'm using uh, Google's Exchange Pushing for my Google Calendar. And I've got that Google Calendar synced between my – this is going to be complicated, but let me just make it real simple. <laughs> my wife and I are posting all our stuff from a bunch of different places all on one Google Calendar, which is mine. And then I have that pushed. So anytime anything's new – it pushes that straight out into my phone, and I've got it. So that's not technically what the push is. Well, maybe it is, but anyway, a notification is what we we're really saying. Yeah, the push notification. I've got it set up so that, for example, about fifteen twenty minutes before it was time for me to leave to come record with Cliff right now, my iPhone lit up and said, "Social media serenity." Recording at ten a.m. with Cliff and the location that I was going to go to to do that. That's what a push notification is. It's that 
it, it's something that's set up from elsewhere or even on your phone, I guess, um, letting you know that either you have an email, you have a tweet, you have a uh, appointment. Uh, there, there, there's all different kinds of push notifications. Yeah. So, so if you can imagine this, imagine um, getting an, an, an SMS or a text message on your phone uh, notifying you of something. So, for example, calendars, services, and, and all kinds of other things. They, there have been all kinds of services that if you have a, like an unlimited data plan, you could actually have an SMS sent to you every time something occurs. And what push notifications are on the iPhone, it's a way for you to get notifications, but they, they don't come in as text messages. So, so for those who maybe don't have an SMS plan, uh, they can still get notifications like Eric's talking about from their calendar or from games. Like, for example, one of the, one of the early applications that was available on the iPhone, which was really nice, was the AOL Instant Messenger. Well, the problem is, is you couldn't just leave AOL Instant Messenger running. So if somebody else wanted to send me an instant message via AOL uh, Instant Messenger, if I didn't have that application open on my phone at that moment in time, well, I would not be notified that that was there. And and it would actually show me as unavailable. Well, with the advent of push notifications, what happened was I can open up the application and I can actually go into the settings and say, listen, I want you to show me, even after I close the application, I want you to show me as available for instant chat for the next 24 hours. And some of them actually will let you do it for two or three days. And some of them will let you do it indefinitely, I believe. I'm not positive of that. But I've seen some for at least three days. And so basically it shows, like if you sign into AOL Instant Messenger, it should show you that I'm online. Um, and But the thing is, is I haven't signed into an Instant Messenger in months. But what happens is if you were to send me an instant message via AOL Instant Messenger, my phone will it will vibrate, it will beep, and a message will appear that says your name and the beginning of what your SMS message is or or, the, or what your instant message is. I then have the opportunity to open up AOL Instant Messenger, which will then actually give me the real copy of your instant message, which I can then respond to. So that that's the best way that I can think of it. And so poker is is a game that allows us to interact with each other. We can play against each other and other people real in real time. And let's just say I'm connected to about 15 other people who are my my poker buddies. I can invite them and I click a little button to invite them and all 15 of my poker buddies, if they have iPhones with push notifications, they all get a little notice that says, hey, Cliff's playing poker and he's inviting you to come join him. And that's automatically sent to their phone and it's not an SMS message. So it doesn't cost them any money to receive that notification. So that's what a push notification is. Yeah. There you go. That's that's fun stuff. All right. So, uh, of course, the, w- the big thing for me is push notifications on emails. And I have played with that back and forth, turning it on, turning it off, turning it on, <laughs> turning it off. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because sometimes I like my inbox zero and I like to keep everything, you know, uh, cleared out. And so as soon as a message comes in, if I get notifi- notified, I, I can actually say, hey, maybe I'll go respond to that real quick and keep my inbox zero. But, you know, it's like, so 
do I hold off and check my email twice a day or do I check it as it's coming in? How do I keep from being distracted? I'm always working back and forth on that. So as, yeah. it, as it stands right now, I'm getting push notifications every time I get an email. And I found myself getting much better at reading it, seeing who it's from and saying, eh, okay, I'll respond to that later. I'll, I'll, when I check my email, I'll, I'll, get, in, I'll get to that. Uh, it, the thing for me is if I get to the point where all of a sudden I get an email, it's like, oh, oh, that's not good. And, and, I, and I don't want to get a notification like that and then all of a sudden have that issue cloud my mind while I'm maybe supposed to be spending time with my family when I could have been oblivious to this problem or this issue for the next three to six hours. And I could have had a lot more serenity and enjoyed my family time a lot better. Right. Yeah. It, not knowing. I mean, ignorance is bliss in that case. So exactly. And and the truth is, is there are sometimes and it's not that I'm just avoiding things. And, and you know, although sometimes that's fun, too. Uh, but the truth is, is that, you know, at times there there's really little that you can do and worrying about something until you actually have time to fix to work on a solution. Worrying is not going to fix anything. Yeah. Although I will say sometimes the worrying process also is sometimes a trouble or a, a processing time where I can think about possible solutions so that I'm actually better prepared for when I actually sit down to resolve the issue. And I'm so do you see how how difficult it is to think through these different things? Oh, I agree. I mean, you have to. I mean, I've got push notification on my email uh and, and it's different for me because I'm only using it for my Gmail, which is only personal. I keep my personal and my work separated. And uh, what I'll do in terms of personal stuff, at least, is I'll, I'll let it push and I'll see if I've got anything there. And if it's, there's you know a little red dot there, I, I'll check it real quick and I'll say, oh, that's spam. Not spam, but it's like a newsletter or something. And I'll say, hey, why am I still getting that? I never look at that. And then I just unsubscribe. I've been doing a lot more of that lately. I just I don't even mess with those anymore. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing about push notifications that I've recognized recently is because you have the way it's set up, you have to forward all your messages to a certain email address and that's how it notifies you each time an email comes in. And I have all the I mean I have probably 80 filters in Gmail. I think we've talked about filters in the past. And if we haven't, somebody please ask the question. We'll explain what filters are. But I, I have all these filters set up in my Gmail. And so that probably about 40% of the stuff that comes into my in, that comes to me never hits my inbox. It automatically gets filtered out and either gets deleted or gets archived and put into a certain folder that I may or may not ever check later, such as I, I, have a, I subscribe to a bunch of uh, email notifications of RSS feeds. It, like, so every single time somebody sends out a newsletter or a blog post, I get notified and it goes into this you know, business improvement folder. But I, chances are, I'm, I, I only look at that maybe uh, once every other week, and you know, but in between those times that I check it, there's like 60 new messages that came in. I might only peruse and see if there's two or three things I want to read at that time. But as they're coming in, you know, quote of the day, you know, business success story, um, all these different things, I'm getting all these push notifications, and it's like, ah, oh, I don't need to worry about that. But but I am still getting that notification, and it is taking my attention away from whatever I'm doing, even if it's as mundane as just you know just hanging out. Uh, I am still looking at the screen, and you know, it, I I wonder if it's worth the thought cycles 
to to actually even be notified that something just came in. So, I yeah yeah I, I don't know if it is. And honestly, in terms of you know newsletters or deals or quick notifications and things like that from businesses or services or whatever um, that I used to get in email form, I've now started opting to switch over and follow those on Twitter. And then it's a whole lot easier because they're not giving you a big old email with a bunch of stuff in it. It's one specific, hey, Amazon.com's got a USB cord for an iPod for, you know, $199. And I know what it is right then and I can, you know, swoop right on past it. Right. So just a thought. Absolutely. Lots of things to think about there. So what else? Now, I understand that somebody important to you in your life is now finally back on Facebook. Yes. My wife is uh, back on Facebook. She checked it for the first time in about six months. And it's it's been important to me to, well, let's just say it got to the breaking point where it was like, okay, and I think I've mentioned this before, where a friend of a mutual friend of ours, basically our daughters are our best friends, and um, they, she and my wife hang out all the time. And I would know something coming home from work that this friend of ours had written on uh, Facebook, and then my wife would say, you know, something, 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 and I'd say, no, she's sick or doing this or whatever, and she'd say, how do you know that? And I'm like, Facebook. And so I would know things about basically her girlfriend's, uh, you know, how she spent her time or what's going on with her life before she would based on Facebook, which is crazy. And so she kept feeling like I was, you know, knowing more about things and and whatever, and she was kind of missing out. So she got on the other night and logged in and, and started looking through. She had a bunch of Facebook friend requests and a bunch of, you know, wall posts and things. And she just started, you know, writing, went for about 10 15 minutes, cleared it all up. And then I said, all right, now basically if I'm working with Facebook uh, for work, then it's a good idea if you're using it too, just so that you can like see what I'm doing and, you know, interact with me and, and, you know, so anyway, I think the other thing was she hardly checks her email and I wrote her an email back in August and said, Hey, you never check your email, but just in case you happen to, I love you. And she got that (laughs) like three days ago. And it was hilarious. She thought it was hilarious and it was random all of a sudden, you know, little, I was thinking about you and she's like, man, it's been what, th- almost three months or more now since you wrote that email. I really don't check it. So yeah. Anyway. Well, that, so, so did she make, did she purposely like, was there a big reason why she left Facebook or she, she just abandoned, she just never really checked it. No, she didn't pull a Miley Cyrus or anything. She just <laughs> she wasn't seeing the benefit there to checking it, you know, all the time. She didn't have as many people, but I think what she's seen even from just checking in, she was like, "Oh," and she connected with a couple different high school people that had now gotten on since in between her hiatus. And so, you know, I think that overall, if she just checks it briefly and sees there's nothing there, then, you know, no harm, but not checking it at all, it's, you know, I think she is missing out because sometimes there's things that, like, I'd like to let her see. And Right. Have you shown her uh, lite.facebook.com, L-I-T-E dot Facebook.com? What cricket, is it? Cricket, cricket, cricket. Um, lite.facebook.com. I think so. 
Okay. It, it's the light version without all yes. the applications and all that other stuff. So basically, yeah. it's just those status. It up, yeah, it, yes. it's just those status notifications of friends and 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 really, what's the most important stuff? And it actually goes exactly to what you talked about. The very first thing you said in this episode, it's all about the relationships. It's all about yeah. the connections with people, and and that's what I really do enjoy about light.facebook.com. And if anybody's listening to this and you have not checked it out, do so now. And, uh, you know, quit giving your life away, letting your, your life be sucked up in all these games and applications and Farmvilles and Mafia poker. Wars and, and all in poker, <laughs> uh, which, by the way, social media. Have you are you familiar with Dave Ramsey? Yeah. You know how Dave Ramsey has people, you know, he talks about living debt free and and all of this other stuff. Um, he he basically has. Uh, people who will call in and scream that they scream the the brave heart i'm debt free yeah you know well uh we have somebody who has recently broken free and is now serene their life is they've received some uh a, a whole new level of serenity in their social media and i want to play some audio feedback for us so here we go great Hi, Cliff and Eric. This is Daniel Lewis from the ramenoodle.com and are you just watching.com. I hope that you'll permit me to share a moment of celebration with you. You're probably familiar with Dave Ramsey, and he enjoys having people come onto the show, call in, and scream at the top of their lungs that they are finally debt-free. I have something I want to share with you, too. I'm social media serene! I have finally quit Mafia Wars. And I have such (gasps) freedom now. And I used a script and removed about 722 friends, Mafia Wars only, friends from my Facebook profile. You two have helped me finally find peace and serenity with the world, with myself, and with social media. Thank you. That is awesome. I love that. That's great. You know, and, and, you know, I know that he kind of makes a joke out of the, you know, the, the screaming, I'm social media serene. And, but I, I, I do happen to know that there's some seriousness to this as well. And, and it is a big deal. And, and matter of fact, we were talking last night uh, and he comes to our home team Bible study group that meets in our home on Wednesday nights. And, and Daniel was t- talking, and he says, you know, I, I recognize that there were some times when I was sitting there checking this thing while I was working. And I'm like, he's like, what am I doing? And, and it's so true. It's so many people are sucked into this, you know, that, that, that it becomes an addiction. And, and even you said, you know, it's like, I got to watch it. You know, I'm pulling out, you know, play a couple of hands of poker here, poker, a couple of hands of poker there. And, and I'm certainly, I, I have a very addictive kind of, uh, uh, personality myself. I mean, I, I'm very obsessive about things and, and very compulsive and, uh, and, and I always want to be, you know, at the top of everything. And so I understand that. And, and, you know, from what I understand from Daniel, I've never played mafia wars. 
But from what I understand, that this is a, this is a game that is highly addictive, and it's something that does require a lot of attention for you to to rise through the ranks and to have a high level. And 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 there's a lot of you know, it's kind of like in poker, it's kind of like having you know tons of chips. If you had like four million dollars worth of chips in poker or whatever, you know, and you want to continue to build that and be number one, and that's the kind of appeal that is there for Mafia Wars, and you get sucked in, and after a while, it's like. You know, to break free from that, it's like I've invested so much, and and that's really the feel. It's like I've invested so much, but the truth is, how much have you lost? What what's the opportunity cost of playing these games? And uh, I'm I'm just excited for Daniel, uh, and and I don't mean it to sound like oh my gosh, he's just broken free from this horrible drug addiction, because uh, it's not that, but but it is big, and and that is the, one of the reasons why we started this podcast and why we chose the name social media serenity because you know this stuff can consume us and i'm just glad to hear somebody um you know broke free from that and it's very exciting news and 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 you almost have to you have to think about it and start start that phrase over again there eric because we heard like every other sentence there from skype okay yeah i think something's up with skype today but uh Hear me now? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you almost have to treat it as addiction and say, well, I have a uh, propensity to be addicted to this specific, you know, electronic device, whether that's the iPod or the BlackBerry or whatever, or I have a, you know, a weakness for, you know, in the same way that you would ha- say somebody's got the, the genetic gene for alcoholism or something like that. And if you are aware of that weakness for yourself, then, you know, you build in the safeguards and the things you need to do for that. And in a sense, that's partially why I really like welcome having my wife back on Facebook because she can say, wow, uh, you've been posting a lot of stuff. Oh, really? You know, and I can trust her judgment versus somebody else's, you know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is good to have that accountability as well. And if anybody else wants to scream and say and shout that you are free from uh, social media addiction to applications and if you you free yourself, feel free to call in anytime. The phone number here, of course, is 859-795-4067. Again, that phone number, 859-795-4067. Or you can do as Ann, uh, as Ann, as, I'm looking at Anna's next um, in the voicemail, but as Daniel did, and that is email us an audio file to feed back at gspn.tv hey let's move on to anna she's got us a message for social media serenity hi cliff and eric this is anna in portland oregon um i am calling for uh, social media serenity obviously um i actually had a story i wanted to share with you like um a couple of stories actually that had to do with twitter that i thought you might find interesting and kind of shows the power of social media and actually the very tiny world that we live in. Um, The first is about Chef Mark, actually. This happened a month or two ago. He was in New Orleans for a conference or something, and he was talking about being at the airport. And um, he said he was surrounded by all these kids, like thousands of kids, and they're all wearing the same T-shirt, and it was crazy and nutty at the airport. And um, I was like, oh, that's humorous. Well, like a couple days later, somebody else I follow that is um, somebody I know through a completely different fandom tweeted about having been in New Orleans for this huge, um, it was like a Lutheran youth conference or something like that. And like 
and, you know, they all get these T-shirts, and it was just this really strange, I don't know, kind of melding of these worlds. <laughs> I was a little like, okay, this is weird. Well, then I follow Will Wheaton on Twitter also, and he um, retweeted some, something by this guy named Shane Nickerson, who is somebody I I don't know him, He, um, he but he was part of another fandom group that I know um, and, am, and am involved in. And so I started following this other guy because I had seen something Will Wheaton had retweeted from him. It was really this bizarre couple of days on Twitter. It was, and it, I don't know. I just thought you guys would find that interesting and, um, and humorous, but I, and I wanted to share that. I am really enjoying um, the social media serenity show. There are some very interesting insights coming from you guys. So thanks a lot. Bye. Anna, thank you so much for calling in. And that is interesting. I mean, there is some power behind social media serenity and being connected with with people and 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 this it has shown me social media has shown me just how small this world is and how we all i love what she's talking about is three different people from three different communities that she's connected to and to see them converge all in the same place and kind of brush with each other it reminds me of the tv show lost where we see these people who are uh, uh, stranded on this island, and in their previous life, they actually brushed up against each other on multiple occasions. Oh, yeah, and they didn't even know it. Exactly, exactly. So very cool stuff. We have another uh, voicemail, believe it or not, that's come in, and this is from John, and here's what John has to say. Hey, Chris. Hey, Eric. This is John from Houston calling for the Social Media Theory Podcast. I have a question for you, Cliff. I was listening to the most recent episode of Social Media Serenity, and I, I admit it, I wasn't hearing it right. I need to go back and replay it, but did I hear you say that you don't use any sort of service for your uh, Gmail? Um, I was interested. I mean, do you use all web-based interface and log on to Gmail every time you check your email? Or, uh, I, mean, I know you probably have it logged, uh, you know, not linked up together on your uh, iPhone, but do you not use any sort of um, application to, to read your email? Because if, if not, I wanted to recommend to you Mozilla uh, Thunderbird. Um, Thunderbird to me has just been an awesome uh, client to use for um, for my email. I know that you like to do specific key searches and, and other, those type of things. I, I'm pretty sure that Thunderbird could do is the, the taking the time to set it up. But um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to to think that such a you know a power user of email um, as yourself is just using strictly web based things outside of what your um, iPhone could do. Um, anyway, just want to give you some clarity to that and um, explain uh, your rationale behind it. Or um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, of course, I guess I'll hang up and listen. I can't really talk back right now. Okay. All right. I'm gonna get hey guys. All right. Thanks, John. Uh, yeah, I only use the web interface for Gmail. Um, and it's mostly because of the threaded conversations. That That's the thing that I love most about Gmail. Uh, it's the thing that I hate most about Gmail on my iPhone because, you know, if I have a if, if my inbox is at zero and all of a sudden somebody responds to an email that has, let's just say, 17 exchanges back and forth over the course of the last three weeks, well, then my inbox on my iPhone shows 17 messages. 
And technically speaking, they're all that same thing. And man, that drives me crazy. But no, I I use the web-based Gmail because it's the same. uh, By the way, I use multiple different computers. Um, When Stephanie and Sarah are recording full-time mom, I go upstairs and I I sign into uh, my Gmail upstairs on Stephanie's laptop. Uh, When I'm at a client's office, I'm easily, uh, it's easy for me to just sign into Gmail and, and, um, you know, operate from there. And no matter where I'm at, it's always the same. The information's in the same place. All of my folders are set up. I mean, it. I, you can't get better uh, organization, or I can't imagine having better organization than the organization that I have with email. And I've used, I used to use email clients, but I can't imagine the idea of setting up folders and filters in a client and then being away from that particular computer and and then signing in and then all of a sudden have to to go sort and find things in the actual web application. Uh, Gmail is is amazing. Uh, and by the way, I use Google Apps version of Gmail, so it, it's kind of like a business version of Gmail. And if anybody's interested in learning more about what it is, it's uh, Google.com/a. So just go to Google.com/slash/the-letter-a, and that's what I use there. So. Anyway, uh, I yeah. What about you? Do you use the, you use Gmail, don't you, Eric? Yeah, I use Gmail as my personal email, and I yeah, same thing here. I use the iPhone mail application for my Gmail, and then I pretty much just log into the web user interface because again, yeah, the threaded conversations. It's really you don't know how much you miss it till you try something else, and you're like, oh, I don't like this, and you go back. Um, I have used Thunderbird though, and it is very—it's a very good program. And if you know somebody wants to use that, that's definitely a plus. It's made by the people that make Firefox, so you can't go really too bad with that. Um, and especially now, thinking about it, I have a uh, an Exchange Microsoft Exchange email for my work email, and I use Outlook at work. But what's great is that then uh, when I log, I can log into a web interface for that same work email when I'm outside of work. And it's got access to all my folders and everything. I mean, it looks like Outlook, but in a browser. So that's, again, one of the other reasons why we like to use Gmail is that everything's all set up wherever you go. So easy to use. So Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and not to mention that uh, the Gmail applications have these things called Labs features where they add little bits of functionality. And I also use Google Docs. And so there's a little tab on the left-hand side that has a link to all my Google Docs, and I can search my Google Docs from my email web-based client. By the way, I have a tab on Firefox that is always open to Gmail. And so it is, it is always there. And you can see, uh, I believe in that tab, if somebody were to send you an email, it would say in the tab Gmail-inbox-or maybe like a, and then give you like a one or you know, however many you have, it'll say, I think. That yeah, you have it does. Email. Yeah. So, so so if you're on another tab and, uh, and an email comes in, it'll put a little one in, a, in parentheses and you know that you've got one unread email in your inbox. So yeah, lots of, lots of great stuff um, there with Gmail. But I, I do appreciate the, uh, the recommendation. It's just that I, I'm trying to get away. My, my desire is is to go to all web-based applications as much as possible because I am always on the move. I, I, 
I love it. I love that I could actually physically say, you know what? I need a change of scenery. And I love that I can grab my MacBook and I can go to the library, go into one of those super silent, soundproof study rooms uh, and and get on the Internet. And I could work from there just as easily as I could work from my studio. Yep. Portability. Yeah. Portability. And that's that's what I do love. So. All right, um, and so that's our voicemails from today. And again, you guys give us a call. We'd love to have your questions, your comments, your feedback, 859-795-4067. Or again, email us an audio attachment, an MP3 file of some sorts, uh, to feedback at gspn.tv. Hey, Eric, do we have any news today? Yeah, um, I've got one little piece. It's been, you know, again, we we recorded closer to our last recording date so there's not as much news. Um, I want to mention briefly something that's not in the show notes, and I don't think it's a huge deal. But uh, Twitter is going to be they're, – they're trying to test out giving you a tweet notification on your Twitter page, letting you know you have a new tweet. And I didn't think it was that newsworthy to be quite honest. I know. I, I saw that they emailed me to notify me that they did a blog post about the fact that they're testing this. I'm like, okay. Uh, can you explain what it is? Because I, I, I just read through it quickly and then I just archived it. I, I, sure. I didn't even actually read the entire blog post. So, so what, what's going on with this? Ultimately, it comes down to if you're on your own Twitter page, it will suddenly, if you have a new tweet from somebody you're following, it will say one new tweet. And you can click on it and see that that what that new tweet is, which I don't know that it's necessarily a good thing. I think, hey, just show the tweet instead. You know, have it be a live updating, you know, Twitter timeline on my Twitter page. There, right? I so, don't know. I and I don't check my Twitter page itself that often. So I, I no, I do. That that that's another thing I do. Believe it or not, I I don't use TweetDeck. I don't use Seismic. I don't use Tweety for the Mac. I I I use the web when I'm on the web. It, it, again, Twitter is a tab. Uh, <laughs> email my Gmail's a tab. Twitter's a tab. Facebook's a tab. Uh, certain Google spreadsheets are tabs. I have all these tabs. Uh, but yeah, the, now is this working right now? Is this active right now for testing? They, they said they're rolling it out, so it may be there for you, depending upon if you're a user that's gotten it. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I, I, I've not noticed it, and I, I just can't imagine where it'd be useful. But then again, we'll see. I love that they're playing around with features, though. I do. Yeah, they're doing stuff, and officially, and it's Twitter doing it. So that's yeah. not a bad thing, but... Hey Twitter, no. I know that I know that the Twitter team listens to Social Media Serenity because I mean everything hinges upon this podcast. Uh, although this is a Plus member only, so they're probably not listening to this episode. Although if if anybody from the d- team of Twitter would like to become a Plus member, gspn.tv/plus. All right. So anyway, um, and just in case they're watching live in the live stream. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> what was I going to say? I don't know. Oh, hey, if anybody Twitter. if anybody's connected to anybody at Twitter that that has a voice, I want my track back. Um it used to be um month uh, gosh, probably even over a year ago now. You used to be able to uh via SMS type in the word track and then you would be able to specify a word and if any or a phrase and anytime somebody tweeted something with that word, you'd get an SMS update. So, like, for example, if I did track space Cincinnati 
anytime anybody used the word Cincinnati in a Twitter message, it would send me an SMS. Nice. Or anytime, like if like, and by the way, I I have a Boxcar, which is an iPhone application that sends me uh, push notifications, and uh, that way, anytime somebody sends an at reply, I get a push notification uh, because Twitter does not. Twitter will send me a text message anytime somebody sends me a direct message, but if you send me an at reply, I there's no way for me to get a text message of that. Which, by the way, that's another thing I'd like. Um, However, Boxcar will send me push notifications of direct messages and at replies. But also, there's the ability if you pay you pay 99 cents per word that you want to track. But I do track certain words. I, I pay a dollar to track them, and I get I get push notifications of these words. Uh, one of the words that I track is Heil, H E I L. So anybody who's watching, actually, let's let's test this out. Do me a favor. Would anybody out there, um, would you actually do a Twitter message um, that says, you know, listening to Cliff talk about tracking the word Heil, H-E-I-L, on social media serenity, and then put like uh, H-T-T-P-E, just put a link to gspn.tv slash live. If you do that right now, I... If somebody sends that Twitter message, I should get a push notification. I'm going to hold my iPhone up here. And what I love about Boxcar is that it also gives me push notifications of emails like I talked about before. I get one uh, I get one certain sound effect for an email that comes in. So just by hearing this while it's in my pocket, it's like, oh, I just got an email. And I can choose to ignore it or whatever. And if an, if a text message comes in that makes a different sound... Uh, and if the word Heil has been used on Twitter, it makes a different sound. So I'm waiting to see if somebody does this. I don't know if they will. But uh, anyway, we'll we'll see. Let's go. Ahead. Okay, so the ramen noodle said that he just did it. So I'm going to refresh my Twitter page. And sometimes it can take up to two minutes because they scan Twitter every two minutes. I see his tweet has gone through. So yeah, so his tweet has gone through. So within two minutes, there should be like a Halloween kind of sound, is what I chose. For. Andy did it too. Okay, great. So uh, I'm. I'm. Actually, I just did. I did a search for at GSPN. Have a great day of podcasting. This is the last thing I got up. So you guys are seeing it already. Out on the Twitter feed. Because I'm following Andy and... Oh, okay. So they didn't put the at so GSPN. That's fine. So I do see... I, I love my Heil PR40. All right. So we'll, we'll continue to go on uh, for just a few minutes. You're going to tell us about Google Dashboard. And, yes. And this thing will just interrupt us like it normally does when I'm uh, doing things throughout the day if, if the Heil notification comes through. So go ahead. Tell us about Google okay. Dashboard. Google Dashboard. So if you're like us, you're using almost every single product out there that Google makes, and they're collecting all this data on you to take over the world. Um, But if you'd like to know what exactly it is that they've got for you concerning your data for each of these services that they have, like Gmail that we've talked about earlier, or Calendar, or Docs, um, or YouTube, because they own that, or Picasa, Google Reader, all those different things. Um, they have released something called Google Dashboard. Um, 
Essentially what it is is it's google.com slash dashboard and you log into your Google account and then you click on Google account settings and then dashboard and then it will tell you, it lists out on that page as you scroll down all the different Google services that you use and it lists what they have for you basically in that account for each of those services. As far as personal information? Yes. Okay, so this is basically it helps you understand from a security perspective exactly what they know about you. Right. Gotcha. And have you gone and done this? I did, actually, and it's pretty interesting. Um, I would want to dig through it a little bit more, but I've, I've actually, because of how big having one Google account is to connect all these different services, I have tried to keep it somewhat minimal as to how much I give them. Right. Uh, just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Now, have you gone in and turned off your Google history? I have not. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? No. So so basically, I don't know if people know this. And now today, when you sign up for a Google account, it says that they will track everything you do. And you, I think you actually have, it gives you a, a check mark. You can say, Tur- please turn this off. Uh, and I think that, that by default, the radio button is, is turn web history on. But if let's just say uh, six year, or five years ago, you signed up for a Google account and you're usually signed in when you're doing Google searches. Well, every single search you've ever done while signed in to your Google account is recorded and available online. Wow. Yes. Now, it's not made publicly available to everybody, but Google certainly knows everything you've ever searched for. So if you searched for things that maybe might be incriminating or embarrassing or anything like that, all of that, my friends, is is searched. And not to mention, I think that it might even show what you've clicked on. Now, that I'm not positive of. But it you can actually go in and turn that off. In fact... Let me see if I can uh, find it. But for some reason, that Heil notifications aren't coming through. So maybe Boxcar is down. Uh, anyway, let's do Google History. And I'm doing a Google search for And it's called Web. So you go to google.com slash history. And so I'm signing in right now. And uh, with history, you'll be able to do this. So let me go ahead. I'm signing in. It says, and, and when I logged in, it says, your web history has been paused. And it says, this service will not collect any history until you choose to resume, learn more. And uh, so basically, you can see there are... Okay, so... Okay, I got a tw- SMS message, but my push notifications aren't coming through. Anyway, um, there's web history, there's image history, there's news history, product history, video history, maps history... Uh, so all of these things, all these maps and routes that you've done, all of that stuff, believe it or not, is in here. And it and it basically this the reason why they do this is they track so they they can eventually they can um, when you're doing searches they can filter ads more effectively based upon the stuff they know about you from all this stuff. So if you guys have are not aware of this, uh, and and Eric, if you wouldn't mind putting that in the show notes. Uh, Google.com slash history. I encourage everybody to go and turn that off. Um, not, not that you need to hide everything, but the fact that, you know, personally, I just, 
I just don't know that how much information I feel comfortable giving out. Now, it can be a good thing if, as long as you don't have anything to hide, uh, which, I mean, obviously, hopefully we're not all doing things that would be potentially incriminating. But uh, the thing is, is that, you know, it can be useful to say, oh, man, what was that website that I, I found when I was searching, you know, such and such, you know, three months ago? I'd love to be able to find that. And you could go back and find it. But I, I prefer just saying, you know, I, I don't know that I want them to know all that information about me. Yeah, they don't need to know everything in order to just give us what we want. So is that new information to you? Yes, it is. Um, I just paused mine. So yours, was, so yours was active? Well, when I first went there, it said that I needed to enable it, but I didn't click enable. And then as I was moving around it, then it said uh, you're – your history is limited to searches, so I went ahead and I hit the the pause button, and now it says your web history has been paused. Now, so. now click on web and tell me, does it show you some of the things that you've been uh, browsing? Does it have some inf- some data in there? I'm gonna click all history and see. Yeah, so it must not uh, it must not have been on, and now I've paused it or something. Okay, okay, so. Yeah. I'm not sure. It seemed to me like it was saying it, it needed to be enabled first, but... Gotcha. Yeah. Definitely so, good to check. Yeah. So basically, and again, for people who have had these accounts forever, they, they used to not ask. They just kept this information anyway. And then all of a sudden, you know, word got out that they were collecting this information. Then they became, then they started to make it available to you so that you could see, and then you could turn it off. And now when you actually sign up for a Google account, it asks you... Do you want us to do this? You know, we assume yes. So if you hit just agree at the bottom, uh, to agree to terms of service, we're going to start collecting it. But I think you have to hit the radio button that says no, t- don't turn on web history to, to do that. So yeah. anyway, anything else, my friend? Did you want to mention uh, Kylie Max? Oh, yeah, message? yeah, yeah. Let me go back to the show notes there. Uh, Kylie said that she, she emailed me. She said that uh, Christine Gilbert wrote a little bit of a gem of an ebook titled Twitter for Travelers, a guide to using Twitter to make travel easier, cheaper, smarter, safer, and faster. And she had mentioned that she's offering the ebook for free to anybody who signs up and subscribes to her mailing list or whatever. And uh, there's a link to that, and I'll put a link to that in the in the show notes. But it, it's just an interesting, and, and the whole email that now the little bit that I just read there um, came in. It's out of context of the rest of the email, but basically she is talking about how some people say that Twitter should be banned and blah blah blah. But you know there are some more uses out there for Twitter, and this is a guide that somebody has written. She said to to really help you to you know it it it's it's a way to make travel um, easier, cheaper, smarter, safer, and faster. So. Uh, there, I can see uh, some really awesome possibilities when it comes to using Twitter while traveling, and and I'm sure that there's uh, a lot of that information in that book. So yep. there you go. All right. Well, let me go ahead and hit the music here, and uh, here it goes. We want to just say thank you to all of our GSPN.TV Plus members. You guys make this show possible. And again, just one more time, the phone number to call in, 859-795-4067. And of course, if you want to send us an MP3 file, uh, you can attach that to an email to feedback at gspn.tv. And for those of you who are watching live and are not Plus members, until next time, join the community. And follow Eric Fisher on Twitter, Eric J. Fisher. 
Bye. <laughs>